podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. also known as Mrs. Trigger, and you're watching the Awesome Tennis Global Market Update. It's a Tuesday, it's July 20, 2021. And last night, the market actually sold off because of your Delta variant fears. And you could see that the shorts that we've done actually paid off. We were actually shorting the market last Thursday and Friday. And actually last Monday, NASDAQ indeed fell with your names actually falling down. Let's take a look what happened in the market. We saw the NASDAQ tanked uh, with Facebook, Microsoft, Apple falling down. However, it was, in my view, a short-lived drop. As you could see, the last night, NASDAQ 100 was actually being bought after it bottomed here at about 14,470 thereabouts. So I actually closed my shorts and actually covered it about 14,500 or 14. Six, uh, 14,600 and I opened my eyes. And the reason why I closed my um, my short position on NASDAQ is because if you think about it, and I always tell this to people, only five companies compose your NASDAQ 100. I mean, 40% of it. That would be your Facebooks, your Apple, your Amazon, your Microsoft, and of course, your Google, aka Alphabet. So if you just simply take a look at the majority of the movements, I'd say that Facebook dropping about 336, even if it drops here to about $320, still has a lot of re uh, reasons to actually go up. So I think that in a short-term correction of just about 5% here or 10%, that can actually set us up to a potential rally yet again in the markets as the market has shown resilience last night in technology names. In fact, last night, growth stocks like Shopify didn't even waste any time for the market to actually be buying it up. Notice that Shopify initially felt about 1400 only to close 5% higher to 1470 What happened to your stay-at-home names like DocuSide? Actually, this didn't even waste any time from about 277 all the way back to about $290. And in fact, trying to hit perhaps an all-time highs this uh, this coming days. So I, I tried to, um, if, if you in the wrong side made a sell of on DocuSign, then they have to be closing your positions right now at $280 or $283 tonight before this shoots up. So we're seeing actually the likes of Peloton super strong last night. And you could see that the market completely reversed all of their high growth names and Kathy Wood wins again. All of these expensive names that are quote unquote too expensive, very unprofitable, are immediately being bought last night with that um, rise in Delta variant fears. You could see that people are weighing in the likelihood of more closures, more lockdowns. And what we are saying and what we are seeing here is that last night all of your healthcare stocks actually was jumping up. You could see this very strong movement on your Teladoc, 
could see the strong movement of Editas Medicine here, another buy entry last night at $40 and closing at $44 or 10% higher. Could even see the likes of Intelia rising last night would probably drop to $90 given last night at $130. There was already a bid for Intelia Therapeutics. Let's take a look at many uh, genomics names. You could see that Bingo last night bought up here about $5.90. And let's read the obvious news happening in bio-nanogenomics. There's news on bio-nanogenomics last night. Um, let me read that for you. Bio-nanogenomics. Wait up. <clears throat> A lot of uh, sector uh, strength in healthcare in general last night. Where was that? Let me read. Let me find the exact news clip here. So let's read this one. So released last night, BioNano's optical genome mapping for acute lymphoblastic leukemia is subject at the University Hospital Leuven, Belgium. It has a faster turnaround time, higher success rates, and lower cost per sample compared to traditional methods. BioNan Genomics, aka Bingo, announced a summary of results obtained by the university hospitals. Um, an assay was developed for a whole genome analysis of acute lymphoblastic leukemia. All subjects which relative to traditional methods were resulted in a workflow with significantly faster turnaround time higher success rates, and lower cost per sample. The key benefits of their OGM-based assay as presented by Dr. Barbara DeWale as summarized below. The benefits are faster turnaround time. This is going from four weeks with uh, traditional methods and it's now only one week using the OGM. Workflow simplification and assay consolidation is a reduction in the number of cumbersome, expensive fish experiments from 10 to only one per patient, eliminating the use of MLPA, most PCR tests, reducing the number of samples analyzed via cardiotyping. Less hands-on time, significant reduction in hands-on time for lab personnel and time necessary for data analysis using OGM relative to traditional methods. You could see higher assay success rates, higher yield of pathogenic findings, improved outcomes, and uh, lower cost per sample with a reduction of 50% using OGM. In a plenary talk, Dr. Barbara DeWale, the supervisor of the Routine Diagnostics Laboratory for Genetics of Hematological Malignancies, announced results implementing an assay that they developed with BioNano Sapphire System for all patients at the largest academic hospital in Belgium. These results are the outcome of a comparative study of 40 all subjects whose samples were analyzed by OGM and by workflows comprising traditional methods, including cardiotyping, fluorescent hybridization, which is what they call fish, multiplex ligation pyloformorphism assay, which is LPA, and polymerase chain reaction. OGM showed 100% concordance with the traditional methods with no false positives. In general, uh, you can see that the comments are actually positive on this result for genomics. You can also see that the market took that news clip as a positive sign. And with genomics falling from $9 all the way here about $5.90, it looks like they have a buy signal on genomics. Last night was very clear that your e-commerce names were very strong and your CrowdStrike was also very strong as well as your Sentinel-1. We saw a powerful bullish engulfing move last night on, uh, on Sentinel-1. If there was any problem in the valuation, it quickly disappeared last night. And you could see that the catalyst here was essentially people 
seeing that with with uh, with an extended potential lockdown, the main beneficiary will of course be the high growth uh, stocks in the stay at home economy. That would be your e-commerce. That would be your cybersecurity name. And Sentinel One got a function of that benefit. You could see that strong bullish panel from forty-two to forty-eight dollars. Yes, that was a fifteen percent rally overnight for Sentinel One, negating all the bears right then and there. In one simple day, it negated all the bears. Of course, last night we also saw some bullish engulfing move here on Virgin Galactic. We saw that big move, a low of $28 and closing near the highs to $32.40. And a potential move this week for Virgin Galactic to as high as $34 or $39 on the eve of um, uh, Mr. Jeff Bezos actually going flight uh, to the moon tonight. Uh, it's going to happen 7.30 to 9 a.m. in U.S. time. Uh, specific, um, it's going to coincide with the U.S. market open later on. So um, the movement on space is actually, in my view, a trading range, wherein last night we saw the people who shorted and closed their position at $56 to $40 start to buy back in here in Virgin Galactic last night at $30, continue to see a huge potential range here with first rallies seen here at 34 38 and then potentially 40 to 42. So let's take it one at a time, but this is going to be a bullish move. You could see last night the 3D printing stocks like 3D systems started going up after a strong entrenched drop from as low as uh, from $42 to as low as $24. We saw first reversal sign on 3D printing systems. That said, there still remains a lot of resistance potential headwind here at $29 to $32. We also saw last night a strong movement on some of your solar companies after falling back to its support range. So you are seeing that some people are seeing a value in sun power here $21 and $20, seeing that the prior support last May was actually here $20. And we saw that strong run up last night from $21 all the way to $23. That said, of course, sun power will still have selling pressure here at $27, but you could see that there are people willing to trade the range of these solar needs. Let's also notice that XPAM last night undercut a price uh, price war with new. XPAM uh, was going for $24,000 car and uh, it was trying to attack Neo on its own backyard. Let's read that news together. XPAM, the news about your $24,700 car. Where was that news? <clears throat> XPAM, I saw that news last night. Okay, so 10 hours ago, XPEG, the new electric vehicle, is now aggressively in competition versus Tesla Neo. XPEG is announcing a $24,700 for the P5 EV. This is going to be after subsidies to attract all the local Chinese buyers who are price sensitive. This implies XPEG will undercut Tesla Model Y's SUV, which is starting at 276,000 yuan. Even after subsidies and a price cut, this is going to be 20% cheaper. And take note that based on this version, they haven't included their LiDAR sensors, which is using pulse laser beams to help highly automated cars avoid collisions. I think um, XPEV is using Auster, if my recollection is correct. <clears throat> but the initial enthusiastic response from car buyers comprised mostly the orders for their high-end LiDAR-equipped models. You could see that the market... Um, is buying more of their uh, uh, lighter versions. According to Deutsche analysts, this XPEG P5 scored more than 5,000 hour, uh, orders 
in just first seven hours of their pre-sales, and 70% of the customers chose the P5 model with a LiDAR technology built in. They actually raised their target price of $50, uh, Deutsche Bank, while maintaining a buy rating. Edison Lee also raised the full-year estimates for expand to about 75,000 units, assuming higher deliveries for your existing P7 with the new existing P5 EVs. Deliveries of these P5s are going to start this fourth quarter 2021, and Tesla's emerging rival unveiled this P5, a smaller version of their P7 electric sedan in April. Xpeng is also selling the G3 compact electric SUV. It's an autonomous driving system enabled by 32 sensors, including two lighter units, thirteen high-definition cameras, and a P5 will drive from highways to city roads from the very first time. This is a level three, meaning highly autonomous driving, full self-driving, handing over complete control to their car under certain conditions. So Tesla um, and NIO are going to be uh, uh, hit, hit with a price war with this move of XPEN. Take a look at what happened last night. Because of this price war, XPEN is actually up. We are seeing some people buy this dip on XPEN last night at $38, seeing that some people are positive on that front. I would, however, still want to buy XPEN more than $32 because, in my view, a price war doesn't necessarily uh, make um, higher profits in the long run. Also, uh, the movement in the draw for NEO, you could see that despite this negative headwind, it seems as if some people aren't waiting for NEO to fall back to $36. Last night already, some people were already aggressively buying some NEO on the dip to about $42 or $41, suggesting that while there are a strong selling pressure on $50 above for NEO, it seems as if there's also quick buyers here or a higher low movement on NEO. Let's take a look at uh, how the price were affected during the auto. Simply put, it seems as if the Chinese uh, vehicles are not exactly selling off despite that price war, which might actually compound, confound some people uh, because, in my view, the first instance that I saw price war isn't that going to be a pricing pressure on the gross margins for these entire Chinese vehicles per se. What happened to 12.11? Let's take a look at that. 12.11 continues to fall. However, I think here at about 185 or 160, you might see some buying pressure because BYD 12.11 is really catered to the cheaper end of Chinese electric vehicle sedans, plus also a battery partnership with Apple. Now, let's take a look at 175. Did they get hit on that news? So far, 175 is also falling down here from about 27 to $22. We do see a strong uptrend in GD. However, it's notable that GD always has a con uh, um, it always has a retracement that is far more vicious than the usual uh, 50% midpoint. So from a drop from 17 all the way to 27, we could assume that it could drop below 22, even as low as $21, if it wants to have um, a better suitable consolidation for these Chinese EVs. What happened to the entire electric vehicle sector last night? So far, it's been choppy. We could see that despite Artimoto getting some selling pressure here at 18, there are a lot of convinced buyers buying at 12, 13 dollars any dips of Artimoto. What's been happening with Lucid Motors, despite the choppiness and volatility, the drops on Churchill Capital here at 21 dollars is tempting for other people to buy in. So whenever you see people actually negate and defy gravity, you are seeing bulls actually step in, and that's actually a good thing for the biggest investors in the world. But me, personally, what I'm taking a look at is how the market is reacting, not simply on these hydro's names, but also take note that last night, indeed, all reopening sectors got swamped down. 
and phobias because of the uh, fears of um, of um, of this Delta variant COVID, uh, which is a, um, a mutation of COVID-19. Take note that Dan Grants, the owner of Applebee's and IHOP, swiftly goes down to about uh, $75 from as high as $84. This is an entrenched sell-off in my view, as the market is continually pricing in that reopening stocks would have a further downside in the short term. And because there's going to be a longer uh, implication on the difficulty of casual dining as a trend. So dining brands going down. Take note what happened last night with Live Nation Entertainment also going down. We could see continuous sell off there, and that is still gonna fall further. And we assume any rallies on Live Nation to continue falling down. Let's take a look at parties. It is also a confirmed short and continues to fall. We've been shorting some party city, and we're gonna still hold on to these shorts. However, what you can clearly see as well is that cloud communication is strong. Therefore, anyone who tried to short Twilio is now actually negated and deflected with actually a bullish engulfing move last night. So we have to close all the shorts for the likes of Twilio, Shopify, um, um, all of these great um, infrastructure plays, DocuSign. Seems as if last night, even the likes of Fastly was very strong. Could see that the market is willing to actually buy these cloud computing, uh, deliver, uh, cloud, um, this is a delivery network, edge computing. And they're, uh, they're willing to pay uh, a valuation bottom here on Fastly on account of this stay-at-home trend. What happened to Peloton, strong uptrend last night. So that is a movement that's telling you that the market is back in the March-April 2020 scenario, wherein all the buyers are all biased to buy technology growth names, stay-at-home names, whether that be Peloton, Teladoc. Um, in some certain light, Zoom actually had the news last night that Zoom was buying 5N. So who is 5N? Let's just read that news together. They bought it for $14.5 billion. We know that Zoom um, had to do a lot of acquisitions because of the fact that this remote work collaboration tool is trading at $100 billion and investors expect highly for them to use their expensive market cap to actually acquire some priced assets. So you could see that investors of Zoom um, have to digest an acquisition as big as $15 billion last night. Shares of Zoom actually fell to about $350 uh, because this acquisition is involving a premium. However, long-term investors are assessing as well the quality of 5.9 into Zoom's uh, business. What is the growth, growth prospect of 5.9? So what is the implication of this first ever multi-billion dollar acquisition of Zoom Vilio, a $15 billion price tag? The combination of Zoom's robust communication platform with 5.9's intelligent cloud contact center is going to enable organizations to reimagine the way they engage with their customers. Zoom stock investors are now invited to consider the impact of this deal adding value to their customer experience. Although this is very hard to quantify, Zoom management put a 13% premium on this company, 5.9, with a $14 billion price tag. Cloud companies have been very expensive. Valuations have been very much ballooning. You know how expensive Sentinel-1 is, how expensive CrowdStrike is, Palo Alto Network. You can never say that it's cheap. And, you know, DocuSign is expensive in all uh, metrics of prices sales. Accordingly, growth stocks right now have once again taken off. The market is viewing this deal favorably. Investors are still digesting the value that 5.9 has come to Zoom's business model. And um, investors will have to be wary about the synergies that this deal is going to uh, work on with um, 
with the 5-9 merger. Let's try to understand more about 5-9. Let's go to Wikipedia. What does 5-9 have to do to help unlock um, this, um, this partnership with Zoom Video? Says here, we can power your organization, delighting customers, empowering your digital and human workforce, and increasing your overall business utility. So empowering agents anywhere, expertly managed agents with a digital interaction reporting and analytics, quality management, performance management, gamification, attracting, engaging, motivating, retaining, scaling the best agents for your contact centers anywhere in the world. So we automate with an AI-powered digital workforce, collaborate with your live agents, delivering a personalized, proactive, persistent service experience, intelligent virtual agents, increasing your automation rates while providing customers with an exceptional experience that they expect. So in a way, this is a BPO-related tool. 5.9. Leading enterprises are trusting 5.9 to imagine the customer experience and re realize real results. So these are um, the savings and call reduction under Armour, TrueConnect, Par, Hoagland Law, Roundpoint. So basically, you're seeing that Zoom video sees that when it comes to customer interaction or customer experience, it makes sense for them to partner with a contact center company like 5.9. So it's going to... Um, um, it's going to do more for the customer experience. You can see the region in a uh, university, for instance, double the call volume without adding agents. Moving on the cloud with ease and scaling on demand, integrating with multiple systems to provide customer data at agents' fingertips to provide an omni-channel experience so that students can interact on their channel of choice and to leverage workforce optimization to improve agent scheduling and efficiency. Okay, so... I think that um, the market will still have to, to digest whether they like this acquisition. But uh, from the looks of the market, sentiment moved last night. You could see that Zoom video was actually bought from 345 to 354. While there might be hesitancy whether Zoom can actually go up in the long term, um, I think there are bulls enough to actually buy any dips on Zoom video. And we can see that it could be a trading range with some resistance here at 394 to about 400 and maximum resistance here about 440. Still, the buyers are on the, on the bull side for Zoom video as a remote work collaboration tool. Um, what can I say last night as well? Basically, last night, it was very clear that reopening sectors were getting whammy. Um, and then I'd say that consumer discretionary in general are in trouble. So American Eagle Outfitters, although there was a buying signal last night here at 3233, I'd say that the general picture for American Eagle Outfitters continues to fall. Your um, Abercrombie & Fitch still has a lot of downside ahead and any rallies would still be a potential short. So consumer discretionary stocks in general are still in a dilemma. Your Starbucks was falling down last night, obviously, because of lockdown pressures. You could see that the lockdown is going to pressure the likes of your Disneyland um, in the short term, of course. So Disney's falling from 185 to 172, could fall 165 or 160. You're seeing, of course, that pressures on the lockdown can affect your Airbnb because less people will probably go out. You could also see that the reopening rally for your Penn casinos is actually a little bit troubling. Although you could also see here that Penn National Gaming, after falling from $140 to as low as $66, is presenting an obvious bargain hunter. Whether it falls to $53, we could see that there are bulls hounding here already for Penn National Gaming. 
Let's take a look as well that despite the negative uh, background in the market, we are already seeing bulls shopping now on Beyond Meat. So about 121, it started to close to 125, even in the face of a potential lockdown pressure. Now, I'd say that is wow in terms of Beyond Meat because um, you would actually assume that uh, plant-based trends like Beyond Meat could still fall 116 or even fall to 110 in light of a pressure of a lockdown. So to see that defiant strength or of, of, um, of a company tells me that there are people who wish to partner with Beyond Meat no matter what. And who are these companies? Of course, the likes of Yum China. Take note that Yum China has been partnering with Chicken Nuggets and Pizza Hut uh, Place, uh, Pizza Hut Moves with uh, Beyond Meat. So meaning you have plant-based alternatives when you're buying fast food uh, with uh, KFC, uh, vegan nuggets, for instance, or uh, a plant-based pizza. So you could clearly see that the market so far is actually still bullish when it comes to the fast food economy. And what would happen um, this in this world is actually to watch out for the Citripotl, the Mexican Grill movement this coming uh, earnings front. So this week, July 19, oh sorry, um, tonight, July 20, um, there will be earnings uh, this July 21. Uh, date will be July 20. So later on, Chipotle is going to report earnings and people are expecting good things for Chipotle. I would say that um, uh, it's 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 a it's a pleasure for me to know what the market will say, but from a charting perspective, Chipotle Mexican Grills looks to have a resistance here at one six. I'd love to be proven wrong that uh, they would have very good numbers and they'll talk about their takeout deliveries, how much their digital sales have been, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That is something for you to see in tonight's earnings reports for Chipotle. Of course, Chipotle is a bonafide. By 10x winner. This company has been doing a secular trend when it comes to digital delivery, e-commerce, um, something in the likes of uh, just um, I think only Domino's Pizza is really um, is really uh, fighting against uh, Chipotle when it comes to that um, last mile delivery arc when it comes to the restaurants. You could see as well the movement in the entire restaurant sector. Shake Shack has been falling down. So I'd say the Shake Shack drop here. Take a look last night. Despite that reopening lockdown, um, look, there are some buyers on Shake Shack here at 84 or 85 or even at 75. So um, it's very clear to me that no matter how choppy the markets are, there is actually a higher low. There are invisible hands supporting this market. Um, and therefore, um, the bulls are just really trying their best to buy uh, at the lowest prices possible. Um, they even didn't waste any time with NVIDIA going up strongly last night. Take note that NVIDIA opened low here at $720 only to get bought out here at $750. The trade desk, no matter how expensive these growth stocks are, take note what happened last night. We got bought at $68, closing at $70. What happened to high-growth companies like Pinterest also being bought out last night. So these uh, this movement tells me that there is a definitive um, type of investors out there that wouldn't actually make these leaders of uh, software and um, technology stocks or e-commerce related uh, winners to actually just fall then and there. So I, I, I saw the movement last night of the likes of C-Limited, it wouldn't even fall. So um, these are telling me resiliency in a market that is plagued on valuation resets, um, it seems as if there is no such thing as, um, as pricing valuation. 
uh, for people who just want to buy great winners on and off um, pandemic or pre pandemic or without pandemic. <clears throat> so you're seeing that despite um, um, you know uh, expensive uh, valuations, the market is not ready to sell any of these winners. Take a look what happened to Palo Alto Network super strong uh, movement last night. So this is a continuation higher move. CrowdStrike, a continuation higher move last night. So that uh, shallow retracement, it's very shallow, <clears throat> tells me that your NASDAQ and S&P is gonna have a very shallow retracement. You can even perhaps go to 14,200. You're already seeing 14,600 already being bought out in the marketplace already. And um, even the likes of wheat, um, people are asking me, Nikki, what could you say about Hillary? Um, you see the market actually last night bargain hunting. Um, normally, what you would have thought is that people would be afraid of Delta COVID risks, etc. They would probably sell it off. Note that last night, all that I could see last night was just a bunch of bargain hunting through and through. <clears throat> so yes, there are companies that are getting sold off. Agree that um, your retailers would have a hard time. Some restaurants, especially your dining restaurants, would have a hard time. Your dining global brands is going to have a hard time. Maybe Brinkers is going to have a hard time. You could see the market disagreeing with that. Eat is going down. Uh, restaurants in, um, in, um, in London are also having a hard time. You could see this very uh, strong short mode here. Um, travel and hospitality would have a hard time. <clears throat> but uh, I, I, I could say that the stay-at-home names is really uh, getting a lot of love. <clears throat> so let's take a look at your questions. Is Zillow and Maps a dip buy? Um, in terms of Zillow real estate, I am a little bit um, not, I'm neutral here. There is a buyer. You would see last night it was getting picked up here at $104. But the fact that it couldn't break above 120 concerns me. Looks like this is a very small trading range. It's not how I want my positions to be. As for maps, what is maps? I'm sorry, I wasn't able to study maps. I'm sorry, I just don't know much about WF technology. But I'd say that um, if you're looking for buying ideas, I'd better... I think that um, it's very clear that Teladoc, Envite, um Bingo, even the likes of PacBio was very strong, right? So these are the leaders uh, in my view. I think that the money flow is very strong in the healthcare sector. So these are, of course, buy, buying ideas that you could do. Um, CRISPR was so strong. Intelio was so strong last night. So I'd say that uh, I'll go for biotech as a sector. Um, and of course, as for the vaccines, although I'm not willing to chase and FOMO this Moderna, um, you could see that these uh, bulls are very much getting paid uh, handsomely for their bullishness on the vaccines. So I'll just say that all of these biotech names in general have the tailwind with them rather than against them. Greetings to everyone. Thanks for watching. And um, uh, if you have a sector to check out on, I'd say look for about, um, to me, the no-brainer buys would be biotech. So close, expensive. Um, if you made a short on expensive growth names, for now, the market really don't care about valuation. Um, the market doesn't really care if Shopify is trading at 40 times price of sales. The uh, market doesn't really care if, um, if Twilio is expensive or Sentinel-1 is expensive. So when the market don't care about valuations, um, everyone who shorted high growth names, close those and um, shift all that money to some 
um, bargain moves in the technology, especially high-tech, biotech. So that's it. Thank you very much, and thanks for listening. Bye!